Welcome to Restore, a Good Shepherd Bible Church podcast. This podcast is designed to help you better lead or engage with your community group conversation. Each episode will review last week's sermon and probe a little deeper in order to help you process your Christian experience, life in community, and work on mission. Thank you for joining me. This is Restore. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. I uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, we're already here on a on a Wednesday, and I I can't believe we're already through Acts chapter 15. This is uh, pretty insane. Uh, I feel like uh, it, it certainly has been a long time going through the book of Acts, but at the same time, you know, there's uh, I I feel like it's been going pretty pretty quick as well. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground. Well, we're here in Acts 15, and uh, we we have a couple uh, litmus tests that we're pulling out, these testing strips that we're pulling out, and we're seeing if we have some gospel poison in our midst, or uh, are we are we cooking with butter with the with the pure gospel? Uh, and and little little hint, little drop, we're always dealing with gospel poison. It's within my heart. It's within your heart. We're always creeping the law back into the gospel, and uh, it's it's always um, it's always something we're going to be dealing with. It's never going to go away, which is why we need to continue to cling back to the purity of the gospel. All right, we're here in Acts 15. If you remember the story, the Jerusalem Council just happened. Uh, the the apostles and the elders decide we don't need to lay any extra burden on the Gentiles. They are in. They are fine. Uh, they gave a couple, uh, I mean, rules, but they're they're more like uh, um, uh, lo- loving suggestions. It's it's more than a suggestion. It's uh, you you guys need to remember that the Jews have have legitimate problems, and so this is how we're going to operate as of now. But it had nothing to do with justification. It had everything to do with loving your neighbor uh, and and serving them out of freedom. And so the, the letter is now going to be written to the church back in Antioch to deal with their, their issue of do the Gentiles need to be circumcised. And so uh, Paul and Barnabas and others are going to uh, lead the, the trail to, to deliver the letter. And, uh, and then we're going to get a little bit of a story of the reception of that letter and then how Paul and Barnabas go from there. Um, I won't read the whole the whole text. You can read it. It's uh, Acts fifteen twenty two uh, through the end of the chapter. But uh, the the big things here, um, we 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 had two little tests that we drew out on Sunday. One is a test for gospel poison. The other is a test for the pure gospel. When it came to the test for the gospel poison, uh, we we got a little bit of a sign of the context in which the letter was written. Uh, from verse 24, uh, the the apostles and elders write uh, to the Antioch brothers in the letter, in verse 24, Since we heard that some persons have gone out from us, troubled you with words, unsettling your minds, although we gave them no instruction. Uh, and and that little, uh, little pairings of uh, descriptions of, of how this group 
um, went about their their duty, their mission. They went out. They they weren't sent. They just left. They troubled and unsettled the brothers, which is not giving assurance. It's un, unassuring people. And they were sent. Uh, they they left without any instructions. They were not submissive to the church. Uh, they weren't looking to be submissive for the church. They weren't wanting to be submissive to the church. And even if the church gave them instructions, I'm not sure they would have even listened to them. Uh, and this shows you that's a little bit of that's a little bit of gospel poison. Uh, we you know we got this. We know we know better. We don't have to submit. Uh, we can do what we want. And the idea of un, unassuring people or unsettling people or troubling people that is that is far from the gospel purpose. Uh, if you remember in first John, uh, John older, old man, John here now at this point writes to give assurance, not to unsettle, but to settle. Um, the gospel is meant to be believed in a way that actually brings peace and assurance, not unsettles. Um, and to be honest, I, I get a little weary of Christian environments where, that kind of unsettling or unassuring people is the name of the game. And uh, I, I'm, I've been under pastors that have um, kind of made this a little bit of their pastoral game to push it back on their people to see if they're in the faith. I think there are times to do that, but that's that's not a main thread of gospel ministry to unsettle people, to consistently push the Christian life and salvation and experience back on them and say, I don't know, are you doing enough? I don't know. Have you, have you done it all? I don't know. It seems like there's more for you to do. That That is no part of the gospel reality. Um, we, we are people who constantly drive people in their natural unassurance, in, in their natural man, there's guilt, there's shame. They are unassured. We instinctively know that we're not pulling it off even when we act like we are. And so we need to consistently push people back to the realities and the surety of the gospel. Um, so that's a little bit of that gospel poison creeping in. In contrast, in verse 28, uh, the apostles and the elders uh, of the Jerusalem church submitted to the spirit. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. So they were in check with the Holy Spirit, and they were in check with the rest of the church. Uh, you see that little contrast there in, in terms of the heart, uh, which is important. We took a good long time on Sunday to talk through Galatians, which is, uh, I would suggest to you, Paul's uh, foremost letter on the work of the Spirit. Um, so we want to check out that kind of relationship in, in the book of Galatians between the flesh and the spirit. Paul goes back and forth constantly. If, if we're going to live life by flesh, it's going to lead us to, to death, uh, to be under a curse, and to be in isolation and in brokenness. And that is gospel poison to a T. Life by the spirit, though, is life, freedom, and love. And that's what the apostles were, were hoping for. So the, the encouragement to the church is, uh, put your put your ear to the ground of what the spirit is doing and listen to him and not to our own flesh all right so so now we're going to move to the the test for the pure gospel and uh, there are three things we can see here as as the community uh, in Antioch received the letter uh, we, we see two little tests 
that the, that this was this was pure gospel that they were working with. As soon as they got the letter, they rejoiced at the encouragement. And this is verse thirty-one. And when they read it, they rejoiced because of the encouragement. the The pure gospel brings uh, the, the pure gospel is joy giving to those who are hopeless under the law. Uh, and this is a good reminder for us, especially in relation to the the unsettling that was going on in in Antioch. Uh, the gospel says it's finished and there's, there's joy. There's joy. It should be joy giving. It should be happy. It should be good news. And I don't mean like unicorns and rainbows. I mean, even through really hard times, there should be true hope, true peace, true joy, uh, that only the spirit can bring. Uh, there should be true rest. Uh, when, when we bring to Jesus, all of our, uh, burdens and our weights, that are, that are weighing us down, and we experience the rest of Jesus, it should be a delight to us. Uh, but the pure gospel is also encouraging or strengthening to a broken community pursuing transformation. Um, they they continue, uh, Judas and Silas particularly stayed with the brothers and strengthened them with many words. Uh, they, they continue to minister the gospel to them, and, uh, and they strengthened the church. And you know, the church... We should, we should, in our rest, feel strengthened or empowered or encouraged to get busy loving our neighbor. And, and this, is, this is where the Christian work or the Christian ethic or Christian love springs from. It springs from the rest in Jesus. Um, and so the gospel actually makes heart transformation possible. Or we can say gospel doctrine leads to gospel culture. Uh, the the have-tos of Christianity get turned to get-tos because of the strengthening that's only found in in the gospel. Um, I want you guys to talk about this. Um, in, in your community groups, I want you guys, those of you who have joined the church plant, maybe even particularly those who uh, joined the core team, um, I, I told you early on that you're going to be doing things that you don't necessarily like to do. Uh, and some of that's just out of necessity to get the church off the ground. Um, and I, I've heard some of your stories, but I would, I would, I would love for you guys to share this within your own community groups of how the the have tos of the Christian experience in our church plant have kind of turned. Uh, and and certainly, church planting is not a law unto itself. We're not talking about the same thing here. Um, but in, in one sense, like this this dutiful Christian service, uh, I I know that for some of you, it's turned into get tos because you've experienced the gospel and because you continue to grow in your understanding of the gospel these things that you now dread you've you've kind of begin begun to and I, don't, I wouldn't say like fully enjoy like man you just love it now but at the same time you found joy in the middle of it or you found strength um in in the middle of it even when it felt like ah, i may not be doing a great job or i may not be the best at this particular role or or point of ser of service um you found strength in it i'd love for you guys to to talk about that uh the, those have to's becoming get to's um and here we, we experience that ministry is overflow uh and when you're when you're serving from overflow instead of serving from the dregs um man you're cooking you're you're cooking with butter and ministry really is designed to be overflow the overflow of your heart full of uh joy in the gospel of of love and strength in the gospel uh ministry is supposed to be the overflow of of that 
But the final thing we see is really Paul and Barnabas is uh, their little disagreement. And this helps us to see that the pure gospel is effective regardless of the condition of those entrusted with it. Paul and Barnabas end up getting in a, in a disagreement about John Mark and whether or not to use him. And so they end up going two different ways and it all kind of works out in the end. But at the same time, the gospel continues to work and to minister, which, which shows you that this isn't dependent upon us. This isn't dependent upon us getting it all right. This isn't dependent upon um, us crossing all of our T's and dotting all of our I's. God continues to still minister uh, and the gospel continues to, to bring life to the dead uh, even when people are failing. Or should, I should say especially when people are failing because God only uses flawed people. That's all he has to minister with. There are no good ministers out there. And uh, one of the... Nikki and I have been listening to a podcast called called the the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. I suggest it to you as kind of a um, a tome of uh, God only using bad people because the reality is that podcast is just full of life change and yet heartbreak because of bad leadership. Essentially, uh, you can go look it up. But um, you know, your Christian life and your Christian ministry, whatever God's given you to do, make disciples, parent work vocationally, um, just your own personal Christian life, how you think about your identity, living life as, as a Christian, living life as one who's united to Jesus, you know, all those things that none of that's about you. None of that is about how you are pulling it off. All of it goes, is banked directly on faith in what Jesus has done. Um, and, and I would love for you guys to talk about this as well. What are those ways that you're tempted to bank? And you, you can kind of just pick a category, uh, your, your Christian living, your Christian life, your identity, your parenting, your witnessing, your disciple making. In what ways are you tempted to make one of those categories or all of those categories about you? Uh, you know, you know, parenting, for instance, I, I was talking with uh, um, some elderly parents this week. Uh, and, and they were reflecting back on, on their parenting and they, they expressed some guilt and shame for that. And that's, it's, it's amazing how quickly we're like, ah, you know, look at all those bad things that I did. And, and my kids turned out this way, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, certainly there's some, there's, I mean, obviously when, when you have parents who, who are, are failing, you should expect failed kids. But my friends there, that's every scenario. That's every parenting scenario, and we tend to make it all about us instead of realizing that, like, even if we were the best parents, kids can still turn out bad, and vice versa. Even in bad parenting, horrible parenting, don't you find that God is able to do just fine and, and, and kids are able to come out of that understanding the gospel and loving Jesus? So it's not a direct one-to-one -one ratio. God can still work and does still work even through flawed parenting. Um and so I, I want you guys to feel like you can talk about that as well. What are those areas that you're tempted to think that it's all about you? It's all about what you have to do instead of it really is all about Jesus. Uh, and maybe we should relax a little bit more. Uh, maybe we should pray a lot more and just, you know, understand that, that, that whatever situation you're dealing with, it's actually you need God to work and not just you to work. Um, but that God certainly will use your flawed ministry in in a way that that brings glory to him so so keep going even in your even in 
your flawedness, even in your messed upness. Keep going. All right. Well, I hope uh, I hope you have a good community group. I hope the the food is sweet and tastes well, and uh, I hope you guys have a good conversation. And uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday. Looking forward to it.